0: Hey, my name's Ray. Obviously, this is a bonus episode of 100 Words or Less, the podcast. Um, I'm coming to you. uh, Yeah, I'm really sad because uh, basically uh, the only way that I really know how to, uh, I guess, pay tribute to a friend of mine who has died is, um, yeah, revisit a conversation that uh, him and I and his brother had uh, a long time ago. This was back, I want to say, in 2012. Uh, it's one of the earlier episodes of this podcast, so for those of you that have been with the show for quite some time, you'll familiar with this this chat. But basically, uh, yeah, Tom Searle, he is the guitarist for the band Architects, and um, he died. He was battling uh, cancer for many years and it forced the band to, you know, cancel tours and, uh, you know, they kept it pretty quiet because, um, he himself is a very private guy and not really one to, uh, reach out for public sympathy from that perspective. And, um, yeah, word broke yesterday. So I'm publishing this on Monday. Uh, word broke yesterday. It was a Sunday that, uh, he had died. And, um, frankly, it was really terrible to hear that. Um, it was something that lingered in my head for quite some time because, um, you know, I consider him not a close friend, not a person who I saw on a daily basis, but, um, him, his band, uh, his band's music, uh, they affected me uh, not only in a deep way, but then just the connections that I had with these, uh, these guys and that I still have with these guys in this band and watching them become more successful over time. Um, yeah, it's terrible. He's 28 years old and here's a person who is, um, yeah, just not going to be around anymore. And it, uh, it, it's horrible. It's really, really horrible. So I just had to put this discussion up because, um, I think it really showcases, um, frankly, how funny he is, how enthusiastic he was for life. And, um, there's just no other way that I can really, I guess, pay tribute, you know, whatever posting on social media saying you're going to miss a person. Like those are all obviously valid expressions of, of love and, uh, yeah, just, I just—I don't have any words for it. So, here's my discussion with uh, with Tom and his brother Dan, and I can't um, imagine what he's going through and what the rest of the band is going through. So, um, yeah, here's here's my tribute. So, enjoy because uh, the world is is now a uh, weirdly different place, and especially uh, independent music. Because, um, yeah, <laughs> yeah, you, you guys are the uh, you guys are on board the vegetarian uh, train right now, yeah. Vegan train, yeah, dude. Welcome, welcome to the welcome to the team. It's a wonderful kingdom. I I, I have been noticing that, and um, it's, uh, it's exciting. And all, all you dudes are, yeah. 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 Uh, look at that. Once one converts, you guys all convert.
1: You yeah. know what? We even got a guy uh, who's filling in for for us right now. And aside from the fact that we desperately want him to join anyway, but he refuses to because he he's in another band. But he spent one night at our house and he's vegan now.
0: <laughs> we could be very persuasive. That actually segues perfectly into, uh, one of the things, cause I usually like to start these things off with just kind of a, you know, a little trip down memory lane. Like usually my first experience in either finding out about, you know, you guys as a band or, you know, you as individual members. Um, I just remember when obviously I was working at Century Media and architects kind of got started to be spoken about internally at the office. Um, and, uh, yeah, I was, I was already familiar just cause I had the Nightmares EP. Um, that was, a, that was an EP, right? It's a mini album. I'll call it an EP because I don't like to say we have five albums. Yeah. Good point. <laughs> that's true. That's true. It makes you sound really old, right? Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. <laughs> 24 now. So. <laughs> which blows my mind. Uh, oh, the uh, So, yeah, I heard that, and I uh, I mean, it, it was okay. It didn't blow my mind, but, um, you know, I, which I'm, so fine, I'm sure it doesn't blow your mind anyways. It's fucking rubbish. <laughs> which, you know, it's your first recording, and that's understandable. But anyways, so I remember, I remember hearing that, and I remember talks about, you know, uh, architects and everything, and, you know, as stuff started to, you know, get hot and heavy and, uh, million, million dollar record deal. Basically, once like seven figures started to be spoken about, I was like, oh, okay, I should pay attention to this band.
1: The media team got together. They said, "This EP isn't that good. It's pretty shit." But <laughs> seven <laughs> figures.
0: <laughs> but these guys probably have the potential to be the next Coldplay. Yeah. Um. So, but uh, I remember, uh, like, I don't know what it is about you guys that um. You know, and obviously this is me just complimenting you, but. You uh, not only like, you know, as musicians and what have you and what you guys do um, in a band, but the I guess the collective unit that is architects like it's so infectious. It's one of those things where it's like either if you hang out with you guys or, um, you know, watch you guys play live or whatever the case may be, um, whether you're a kid in the audience or whether you were like myself or it was like, you know, I was a dude at the label working for you guys. um, You just like wanted to be a part of it. And it's something that's so, uh, that's so indistinguishable and really difficult for bands to kind of capture in general. Um, I don't know if you guys, I mean, I'm sure it would be difficult for you guys to be like, Oh yeah. Yeah. We're, we're easily that infectious and basically everybody that we hang out (laughs) with is the best thing ever, but, um, they're amazing to hang out with. Right. (laughs) And it's partially due to the accents, obviously.
1: Yeah. They're hilarious. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> <laughs> very kind words Ray. thank you well you're welcome but i mean i i i, I just think that uh i think that that's kind of why you guys have been able to you know build like you have been as a band where it's not
1: everyone thinks that though some some people hate hey, us i don't know the singer. Uh, well we don't really know each other do we I'm <laughs> yeah sure but- we would get on <laughs> So he, he specifically has targeted you guys? <laughs> oh, yeah. you. We get on Who with you. We get on with most fans. We okay. do. We okay. do, okay. because they meet us and they can't believe it you can they? <laughs> <laughs> they can't believe that, like, you're actually nice, or is it? Well, they've obviously, you know, they've heard a lot about us, stories and stuff, and they finally meet us and it's quite Well, quite I think, a think those guys must be stuck up on ourselves, because every other interview was slanging someone off. <laughs> Not me, I might add. This is Tom talking. When did I say someone off? I'm not gonna go into this. Mainly Sam. <laughs> yeah, Sam's a bit vitriolic character, but, you know, I, I, you know, we, we try to be sort of normal, um sort of English people, don't we? I think mum's listening out there. M- our mum's listening, that's part of the charm. Mum, do you wanna say hello? Uh ah, she's
0: pretending she's not listening, I think she's too good for it. <laughs> She doesn't want to appear on the podcast. I totally get it.
1: Yeah. We don't live at home, though. We live in a big, a big, She's visiting. We've got a big house from all the money we made from the band. Big, no, no, big. no, normal size house. We made loads of money, but then we gave it all away to more needy people. <laughs> right, because they <laughs> like oh, they're like always calling up and they're like, like your a money. needy girlfriend. Not that, not sort of needy, but <laughs> needy, needy, needy. when they need to need stuff. Sure, sure.
0: No, I get it, but that like i said i think it's just one of those things that that's why um you know you do there are definitely bands that are like the band's bands you know where it's like they're fun to tour with and you know they kind those of fans right but they don't yeah they don't have any fans but you guys kind of blend a good combo where obviously it's you've been in, it's where we have some fans right
1: <laughs> <laughs> it takes it takes a while i don't know
0: yeah. And do you think, do you think that's just because you guys have obviously, well, I mean, one, you're obviously brothers, but, and then two, kind of like you guys have all sort of, you know, just been playing music together for so long. It just kind of comes naturally or what? Well, the, uh, sort of
1: camaraderie that we have going on.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh I don't know. I don't know. Um, I think I don't really think about it. I'm, I'm glad that we all get on, though, because you do see other bands and they all kind of sit and do their own thing and you never really see them talking. In fact, even when we went on tour with... Here's a little story. It's really not a story, but... When we went I on am tour to in... I'm a bit of an anecdotalist, as you've told. Dan isn't at all. Um, Harsh. We went on tour in Europe uh, with Comeback Kid and Outbreak and... Don't oh, forget anymore. Bane and Misery And I remember, <sighs> um, good story. So, <laughs> I think Bobby flew with this from Misery Signals. Bobby from Bane, <laughs> drummer. Yes, oh, that's his name. Wasn't you, him. Wasn't <laughs> him. <laughs> he wouldn't know our names, mate, for the, the record. Yeah, actually, actually you know, he this. It wasn't him. It was the bass player. I don't know his name. He doesn't know my name. It's fine. But he went over to us in Austria and he said, you can tell you guys haven't been touring for that long because you're always hanging out together. And I thought at the time, we've been touring for a little while. Not as long as Bane, though, but no one's been touring as long as Bane. Right, yeah. That's facts, isn't it? But now, still, we're we're probably even worse now. Probably hang out. Yeah, we we move around in a little group. Uh, Me, Tom, well, because obviously Tim departed, but now the group... Me, Tom, Sam, and Ali, basically joint at the hip. On we, or, we do actually move around like a huddle of penguins <laughs> to, the same, to the same body warmth. If we it? go, if we go anywhere, like if we leave venue, we all go together. If, if you know, if we go to the bus, we all go together. We eat
0: together. We bathe together.
1: Yeah, we wash together, and that's why we all went vegan together because <laughs> be different.
0: Yeah. No, I mean, but that that is rare. I mean, I, I do see why you know, dudes in Bane would go over to you and be like, because it's not like when bands tour so long and, you know, are just basically, you know, out there, You're obviously it's an extended family. Um, but, you know, you don't see that, like, you know, as as you grow as a band, like, you know, people kind of, you know, separate because they grow up or whatever the case may be. They yeah. still like each other, but they like you said, they're not attached to the hip like you guys are. I mean... We, me, Tom, Ali, and Sam are going on holiday together in three weeks. Oh. How, many bands, how many bands do that? That is so adorable. I love that. <laughs> yeah, that's we're just, just, that's just we, charming.
1: We're doing a festival in Spain, so we're we're uh, the rest of the crew are flying home, and we're all getting hotel together and going to the beach together. we'll probably rub lotion into Ali. <laughs> we'll we we'll a tan up in speedos. God, <laughs> gonna look good. That's good. that's good. Get, get, get him a Brazilian. He's lost a lot of weight, so he won't look as much like a beached
0: whale as you might imagine. You had. <laughs> oh my gosh, uh, this is, this is going to be difficult for me to get through. Um, <laughs> and so, kind of, kind of moving backwards because. uh another part i enjoy about doing this show is kind of just you know really taking a step back and you know obviously you guys and i have hung out on more than one occasion in different countries um, but we've never been able to be like hey you know where were you born and like how was your upbringing all that type of stuff so it's like both you guys are twins am i correct in this yeah yeah for real so there's kind of one answer for stuff like that as well. Which, which, helps. Is, which makes it easier because that way you're not stepping all over each other like you always do anyways. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so where were you, were you guys born and raised in uh, Brighton?
1: Why are you born?
0: What are you get the person to answer? Yes.
1: Yes, we are. We were, we were born here. A little bit of trivia. Sam was born in Guildford, and Ali was born in Shoreham. Um, I know this because of their passports, because I had to fill in a passport form for them to apply for second passports three days ago. So, nice little side note there. We were we were caesarian, <laughs> <laughs> really? Yeah, we cut out. that, Mom, that makes sense because brother, neither of us are circumcised. <laughs> oh, that's even better. Um, I've got an inny belly button, not an outy. Which, what do you interest you? So have I, you've seen mine. Well, it's I
0: <laughs> this is by far the most in-depth answer I've ever got for that. <laughs> I, I really, I do appreciate it, though. That's very nice. Um, uh, we grew up on the, uh, we, uh,
1: Via Road until we were four. I uh, can get a postcode. <laughs> right. post and then we moved to a new address, and I'm not going to give that out because that's where we live now. Um
0: oh, wow. I remember the first day we moved here because I remember playing with a tennis ball. I was four. <laughs> okay, that that like I said, that's the most in depth answer I've ever received. We're <laughs> we really painting a picture. No, I, I I do appreciate that, and obviously the listeners will as well. Um, the so in, imagery. What, what, did your, uh, what did your what did what do your parents do for a living, and why 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 Brighton? Why do they why why do you guys have such an attachment to uh, to Brighton and bes- Brighton besides the fact that you live there? Most
1: of England is really, really dull, Uh um, whilst Brighton's actually a really, really lovely seaside town. Although, if any fans are listening, we love it. Right. Uh, yeah. Uh, uh, I mean, a lot of it's crap. There's some good bits, but Brighton is easily... Stokes, nice. Anyone that comes to Brighton likes Brighton, and they're sort of, oh, I'm from London, I like everything London. Yeah. So, like, Brighton's a really nice place, and, and yeah, I, I mean, I'm... It gets a little bit boring at times, um, but you know, it, it, when the sun's out, which is like maybe four or five days of the year, it is a really beautiful place. So, uh, <laughs> could you could you see yourself living elsewhere, or is that one of those? Yeah, places? yeah, yeah, but only outboard a different country, Australia. Give yeah. me that. But you know, if I moved to Australia, rehearsals would be a nightmare. So um, Skype, Skype. Just mic up the drums and put them on Skype. Just one mic in the room. Fuck it, we just demo everything and then go and record it properly. So that I've got the green light to
0: move. I'm moving to Australia. Um, with your life. things are moving very quickly. Here. I appreciate that. <laughs> uh, uh, but Mom
1: pops, you know, should know what dad does. Dad, dad, he did a business. He, did a he business. was one of those businessmen. Yeah. Okay. Dad. So the print- indiscriminate business, the printing industry. Uh, and then mum stayed back with little Dan and Tom, to bring them up,
0: care for them, change our nappies. Sure. <laughs> you, and you guys are, you guys are really getting into the, um, uh, the terminology of, uh, English folk because, you know, some American kids will be like, what are nappies? But that's <laughs> diapers for those of you who need a glossary to figure this interview out. Yeah, so she changed on shitty diapers. Well, that's, that's kind of what you do as, as a parent. I can speak from experience because I'm currently still changing diapers for my little guy. It's an experience. I I can, I can assure you that two of you, I would imagine, would be hellish at the same time screaming.
1: Little story. One time we, uh, our mum, she'll hate, she's saying this probably, she fell asleep. Unbelievable! I'm um, terrible parents. Mum mum listening, terrible. Um, she woke up to find me and Tom uh, had juiced some carrots and some apples and put malaria tablets in the drink. So she, uh, she did all the- love that recipe. <laughs> <laughs> Carrot, apple, and malaria tablets took us to the hospital and had our stomach pumped. Another story. We ate soap. Both of us at the same time. I don't know. I didn't know how, I, I'm scared of you. I use a juicer now. I'm scared of it now. When I, I don't understand. We were how two. We cr- were two crawling on the floor, crawled up onto a work It's like a slug <laughs> attaching itself to, to a wall. How does a baby get up there? Into a cupboard, plug it into a wall. It's, I'm extremely skilled at a young age. And then to not taste the soap, to eat it and swallow. That's
0: impressive. Yeah, so we had our stomachs pumped twice. Well, that's good. I, I mean, I think, I, th- I think at one point someone needs to have their stomach pumped just just for fun, you know, just to see yeah. what they're like. Well, apparently they don't do it anymore, which is yeah, why I they
1: make people sick instead of I think that's, that's They just prominent. make them sick. Just be sick instead. don't know why I didn't think of it. Probably plays a big part of those two stories, then you quite find the new album.
0: <laughs> <laughs> this is this is all a direct influence to Daybreaker. Yeah, exactly. Um so uh so yeah. As you kind of you know, as you grew up and you started to go to what what do you guys call high school over there? Is it, is it called high school or is it called? Oh, what's what's all of them? We're
1: first ones in nursery school. What was it called? Nursery nursery school. Okay. Yeah. yeah, we call that preschool. Maybe. Yeah, what was it called? The one we went to. Do you remember? I can't fucking remember that It was up near Queen Street. <laughs> I remember. <laughs> um, so into the, yeah, we, then we have like junior school, primary school, secondary school, college, university. Me and Tom did not do university. Did they do it? We're still on a gap eight years. It's okay. You're just taking a break. Yeah. Well, another six years, isn't it? We were on a sixth, our sixth gap year. Okay.
0: Um, oh, I like that six gap year. I like that. Um, There's going to be no point in earning
1: a living when the the global financial collapse happens anyway. So I figure, you know, we've, it's too late now. So too let's, too late. Late. let's just get on with it.
0: You know, board up the windows. <laughs> sure. So then as, as you went to, uh, well, like I said, what I, what we call high school over here, mm-hmm. um, you know how was uh, well for one how was that experience for you guys and then two kind of what was your what was the introduction to like independent music as a whole and kind of you know what when did you start to become aware of all of that type of stuff?
1: Uh, my first, I remember I think the first time I really felt like I wanted to be in a band was um, when some older kids. Yeah, um, I'd agree with this. I already know the story. Tele- telepathic, and not I don't know if you do, because there's two different occasions, but I remember this one. We went into the... Well, I know the two, so I know uh, both of them. I know what <laughs> both of them are. So, so it's, next it's not a competition. Uh, we went into um, the school music classroom at a lunchtime, and there was, like, the older kids, and they were playing a band, and they were doing a... At the in cover of the film, Cosmonaut. That was in the Assembly? Was it? No, I yeah, saw it in no. the... I saw the actual performance in the Assembly, really and it was amazing. Well, if I it really... What about I... when those kids had t- were playing blind? And on, yeah, yeah, that was in one of the hearts. That was the other one that's for the other one I thought you might have thought of, but you thought of the wrong one because exactly. I wasn't really inspired by that one. <laughs> <laughs> it was embarrassing. One then. of them was wearing fishnet top. It, it was, it was embarrassing hard. then. Mm. Uh, Third one. Plus, and I remember guy playing a guitar. No, it was on, it was recorded on Facebook. um Wow, <laughs> you were <on> so much. He <laughs> <laughs> yeah, had the guitar I wanted as well, because Larry from 100 Reasons played it. This right, is yeah. guitar, keep anyway. it moving, keep it yeah. keep,
0: keep, keep <laughs> moving, keep it moving.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but yeah that was the first time I was like, yeah yeah okay, and then I was like, I'll play bass, and i play bass, and then it was, so uh, I've got a lot of it, played guitar, now here I am. But in terms of, you know, we in, well. It depends what you t- cast as alternative music I suppose. We we re- we played like when we first started playing in a band. We did just like some, some of the chilies, didn't we? At first, it was like Red Hot Chili Peppers, Muse, Incubus. Um, Never did an Incubus cover, did we? Yeah, wouldn't have also. so. Just which bits. one? What one? We'll stuff I've made yourself? Definitely. I don't remember. Mm-hmm. Definitely you not x Nah, definitely. To be an expert, definitely. We did pattern against user at the drive. It. Did we did, we? Uh, yeah, we did. Mus- we did in hat. this room, <laughs> we did Muscle museum muse. Big white and drive. That was about, that was the first time we ever played on stage. Big white and drive after playing a, a scout hut, uh, and they let us come up and take their instruments and tear the stage to pieces. Wow.
0: And yeah. so so as you uh as you guys it, it seems like there was a lot of uh like uh talent show stuff happening in in high school like was that a common thing for
1: you guys it was it was really just like uh just um, the alternative kids or, or organising the stuff themselves. The kids that? that society left behind. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, so yeah, there was, you know, we we were naturally... It's that serious. Tom wore, Tom d- d- dyed his hair different colours, like green and blue I mean, and purple, I mean, purple that were purple be. and that grey. <laughs> his hair, hair went ginger, it was like that, like temporary dye. Like, that temporary dye like was permanent, that, yeah. was, that, was, that was. And massive, one day like, he put his hair into like, gelled pyramids <laughs> or something and uh teach and met send them to the toilet to wash it out
0: yeah yeah the system don't like it mate <laughs> i understand <laughs> so, you were you were punk at a very young age very
1: very very punk but, but you, you, no, we just wanted to do yeah hundred reasons covers which were a british post cycle band which were sort of fairly popular for a while yeah,
0: yeah I, re- I remember that band and so uh, but like did, did you guys enjoy high school? Like, was it fun for you guys, or did you can't <laughs> wait, wait to get out of it? No, it was all right. No, yeah, I
1: didn't mind. It probably look at it more funnily now than we did at the time. I think that's sort of how everyone feels about um, education, I suppose. So I didn't yeah, like getting up out. in the morning, but generally, unless you were really badly bullied, then you probably... People, I think people that are bullied, they're the ones that like, don't really miss it. Yeah, well, me and Tom didn't really get bullied or anything. We were, uh, but we didn't, we weren't like, well, I don't know, under the radar. Exactly. Yeah. We just sort of, now yeah. they all want to know, oh, you're
0: in a band, talk to me, be in my band, do one, mate. And that's, yeah. <laughs> so you really, you really do have old, like, high school classmates that, that get back in touch and are like, oh, hey, do you remember when we hung out? And it was like, we didn't hang out. Yeah.
1: Uh, well, yeah. I mean, I, I think, I think it's just that we have, most people just go through uh, education and, you know, they go to university or whatever and then they get a job that they don't really care about more often than not. Uh, whilst being someone sort of done something different. And I think that's probably why friends from school are interested because we're the
0: ones that are doing something a little bit unusual. To, right, right. right. Welcome the Monde. Did you guys, uh, were you guys into sports or anything like that? Were you into footy? Love I was the team
1: goalkeeper. I never got in the because I was too shit.
0: Well, we had our own team. They were called Whifting
1: Wolves. Wolves. Yeah, we were in a team called Whifting Wolves, and we lost every game about 14-0. We were absolutely, <laughs> absolutely rubbish. But we did love football. I remember when I was 12, we had to write a paper about what we wanted to do when we old, it, and I said I wanted to be a goalkeeper. Can and I now when say- the ball comes near me, I run away. Can I just say you've got to really love football to get up in the rain every Sunday morning and lose 12 or (laughs) 40. That's how much we liked it, but I played for the school because I think what happened was I just kept turning up the training and they felt sorry for me, so eventually they just went, crying out, this guy's pathetic, let's just put him
0: in the team, it's embarrassing. So uh, they're like, let's just get this kid on a team and off my yeah, case. I, they were worried, cause you know, I was a, a bit of a goth as well, so they
1: were worried about, you know, <laughs> what I might be Broadly <laughs> like, yeah. using that. Term. So I my hair black at one point, so. It,
0: it, so uh, it sounds like these fashion stylings that you guys were, uh, where did you guys get these ideas to like, that you did want to like, dye your hair different colors and stuff like you, that?
1: TV television, so, I think. Okay. Quran. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Impressionable young men. We well, when I, when I did the thing with my hair, uh, it was definitely a Matt Bellamy move, that one. Was it? That's yeah, yeah was it was a <laughs> It wasn't Mudvayne. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> oh, yeah, we way prefer Mudvayne to muse, always. Okay. Um, oh, yeah. Look, I don't know if they're friends, right? But I just don't think they're
0: backcast a lot because they're solid as it? muse. Just... And so, and so, uh, Dan, where did you pick up the idea that you obviously wanted to, uh, to do drums? And did you guys, like, together collectively were like, hey, we want to play together? Um,
1: funnily, enough, funnily enough, we didn't, it wasn't like a plan or anything. Uh, I, 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 actually, Tom played uh, keyboard barely, barely for anything, it was awful. But I played trumpet and I was actually half decent actually, which is quite... Oh, impresses quite a lot of people. Yeah, really um, cool.
0: <laughs> you, you should have. You should have obviously continued your passion and played in a ska band. Obviously,
1: exactly. I wish I had. In a way, you love so. Um, so I played that, but I, I hated it. So one day, a friend of mine uh said, "Oh, I'm going to take drum lessons, but it's cheaper for share. So, do you want to share?" And I went. I asked my mum. So I did, and she went, "Yeah." Uh, so I went back in and didn't I didn't tell her the prices of symbols No. <laughs> or, or how loud they are. Uh, and so I went in and started doing shared lessons and the teacher was like, bloody hell, oh, you are quite good actually. Quite quickly. Really? Yeah, he was like that, like, you've got natural an talent. And I was like, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, I will continue to go to you. Um, but the other guy who was doing lessons, he was useless. And so he packed it in after about two weeks, but I stayed on because he was like he said you have got the potential to be actually didn't say that, that is a lie. But uh no, he he, he did he did seem to think I had something. So it's the first time I think anyone's ever said you're good at something to me. Um What well, well, was me. So uh I carried on carried on with it and and then I still like it.
0: Got it. And so did you, uh, so collectively, both of you guys, you know, as you were both figuring out your prospective instruments, did you guys decide that it was just easiest to play together and kind of start a band?
1: Yeah, well, um, our the, first, the singer of our first band was a guy called Ben who lived about four doors down for us, so he played guitar and song some, some played bass with his, um Pyramid, died pyramids Not oh, yeah. that one day
0: <laughs> <laughs> And what well, was it uh, sorry, sorry to interrupt But what was the Because uh, I find The first band names Some of the most Revealing Slash funny Slash awesomely bad Band names So please tell me What the name Of your first band was
1: It was Inharmonic Wasn't it Yeah Inharmonic Well oh, that's not I- That's not terrible I think we're supposed to be some sort of attempt at like death tones, yeah and you know, I'm on it. It's really it's pretty really bad, shit. it's pretty bad. Um and that was just covers, wasn't it? I had a bongo. No, I had no, a bongo wasn't just covers. I had a bongo though. Surely we should talk about that
0: for a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> what? and so uh how old were you guys when you were doing this? Uh, 14, 15.
1: 14, 15, 15, 15. I started playing drums when I was 14. We were doing shows in three, but when I was 15. Oh, maybe I was like when I was 13. We all having quite fast, because we, we instantly had it. it the time, 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 time yeah. so slowly the when t- you are that age. The time is so crazy. Um, uh, yeah, think how much you can get done in a year as a 13-year-old. You know, because we had, like, a called Spider Song, which was, like, System of Down. So they yeah. had some spider song. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> um, I'm trying to think about the... Um, I Know Everything But The Answers. That was a song. If I... If so I really two concerned. songs about superheroes that had superheroes. That was the that was later on material. That was when we were starting to get heavy. Well, because eventually we became Counting The Days, and...
0: well, that, well, that's that, count, Counting The Days? Yeah, which
1: was named after a, uh, an obscure 100 Reasons song off a split they did with a
0: band called Garrison. Yeah, yeah. I have that CD. Okay, well, we're
1: named after a song on that. <laughs> okay. Uh, so, that, then we did, we did, guitar, we did a four track EP. This is when I said, look, like, no, no, Ben decided, i the song is. So was Ben not in clip Was Ben not in, was Ben just a lone frontman for a while? He was, he yeah, was yeah, he wasn't. Yeah. So yeah, we got, what we did is we got Matt, uh, we got another guitarist. So Tom went to guitar, uh, a guy called Matt went to guitar and screaming, uh, and then Ben just sung and we got a bassist called Tim. They're all gone, obviously. But, um, that then we did a four-track EP. But that's it? what I would consider the beginning of our takes then.
0: Yeah. Okay. Let's not
1: say that, because then we've been going, like, ten years.
0: Well, <laughs> the, the, the idea of the band that, you know, you kind of yes, wanted to definitely. do something like this.
1: If I had if I started writing songs that were continuing, like evolving constantly from then to now, that's what I would say. Yeah. It was never like, right, we're done with that band and that style. Well, the thing is about that band is the other guitarist we got, Matt, he became our singer for our first, um, CD for Nightmares. No he eventually stopped playing guitar and just, and just, just screaming. And that's when we, we got, got Tim, Tim in. And that's when we got Tim Because Tim it's was a band with Matt. Yeah, all well, college mates. Hmm. So, we all, and we were doing shows in sort of 16 sixteen, sixteen plus venues when we were fifteen. We were children, literally children. children, anyway. children
0: we so, so you guys, they have—I um, mean, we have uh, eighteen plus venues here in the states, but they have sixteen plus venues over there.
1: Yeah, they're not very common. I don't know—not no, well, uh, anymore. But you're back then, you know, we're talking this is like eighty-two or eighty. <laughs> no, we weren't born then. Uh, no, you it? weren't. <laughs> Two thousand <Nine> years <laughs> ago. Nine years ago—that is too long. So, 2003. Okay. We actually we became architects in 2004, and our and that was uh, that was our first show. And we were, we weren't called Architects on the Fly. We were called Canada but it was supporting Nile and done, and, we, and we replaced Necrophages, <laughs> and we were like, wow. Emotional. We were like an emo core band. Sixteen-year-old <laughs> <You know, laughs> emo core band opening, replacing The core. Is that a genre? It was then, big time. <laughs> you kidding me? It was a little rage. You like, yeah? No, it was, yeah, yeah probably probably it actually.
0: actually. Yeah, you did. So, the yeah. so the, the fact that was like trial by fire. So you guys were thrown into the heat, where it's like this show is going to suck, and you knew it was yeah. going to suck going into it.
1: Shortly well, after that. Uh probably within six months we supported um Napalm Death as well. <laughs> Which is just and the last time they played Brighton was before we were born. I think it was in they played Brighton in nineteen eighty-six. I will say this, we are de- we are definitely not one of those bands that got together, got like an EP's birth of songs, got on a few good tours and immediately had hype. We did <laughs> got everything every- wrong. For years, I mean, this is why we feel old, because we, A, wrote garbage music, we played badly, we, I mean, our song sucked, and we played on bills that didn't make any sense just in Brian for years. I mean, that's That's why I feel old now. If we had just started Ruin, then... Yeah, so that's 2006, yeah? Well, Ruin, you know. Ruin, yeah, maybe. Maybe 2007. 2007, 2007 I think. It's 2007, yeah. So that's, you know, that seems a bit more recent. That's only five years ago. It's not yeah, before. Right. But then you hear about bands. They're like, oh, the States of that record. You hear bands that been going for, you know, oh, we've been going for six years and we're just about to release our debut album. What is that about? I mean, I don't know what bands get up to, but maybe that is a good idea. I think maybe it is. <laughs> because then you haven't got this public, you know, we can't delete Nightmares... Off, off, you know, the, the, uh, but more, more devastatingly, we can't delete some of our old promos. They're on the internet forever now. And that is
0: something we have to deal with on a daily basis. (laughs) Yeah. So as you, um, once you guys started to obviously play together and play in all these bands that you were speaking of, uh, prior to obviously architects, you know, becoming, um, you know, more of a, a focus. Were you guys pretty much at that point? Hey, mom and dad, we are not interested in pursuing university at all. Or how did that conversation go? Because obviously, parents are yes, they, like they, they, parents. Totally love the idea of kids not going to further their education and do a really loud screaming band.
1: Yeah. Well, we just we're going to take a gap here with it. Because in our last year of college, we did a tour with Beecher. And then we did a tour with, uh, Johnny Truant and then we did a tour with Bring the Horizon all in our last year of college when we were 18. So, you know, we had already missed quite a bit and we already had a Euro- our first European tour planned for that August after we finished college. So I think they kind of saw it was, there was some kind of momentum there, even if actually there wasn't. Um, so we just said, yeah, we're just going to take one year out, and by the time that year was up, I think it was pretty evident that we weren't gonna gonna go. I think that because it's a bit of a pinch, you know, on the old wallet. So two us two at the same time as well. No, so I think I think deep down they're probably a bit girls' the bullet. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so they uh, they. Even even taking a year off like that's that's a tough discussion to have with uh, with parents as well. So were they kind of were they just like okay you do this for a year and then you'll come to your senses and realize that's a terrible idea?
1: Uh, I could, uh, I'm a little bit hazy on how exactly it went. To be honest. I don't know whether we ever sort of gave them a choice. Yeah, I mean we're <laughs> just like we're doing this. It's like okay. I had no interest, by the time I finished college, I had no interest in learning. Yeah, I do now, but I did it then. And I, I, I didn't, we didn't have any idea what we wanted to do at university. All we wanted to do was play in the band. And to be honest, our parents have always been very, very supportive. And actually, as the time goes on, their support just gets stronger and stronger is what we do. So, um, they never really made much sort of, and they never really like argued against us and told us we shouldn't do it. They just sort of, so that if that's what we want to do then we should go for it so um got to give some credit in that respect so, yeah. Oh, yeah
0: that's 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 a huge thing um and didn't your uh didn't your guys' mom help you out with mail order uh like mail order for shirts for a certain time yeah until
1: last year she ran our online store and, and she's always helped with like financial matters and you know stuff that we don't know about tax and all that kind of nonsense before we uh got involved with a business manager we, you know she looked after all our stuff and so she's always been extremely helpful to uh, for our bands So uh, that's,
0: an, that's that's pretty incredible because some parents yeah. absolutely, yeah, yeah. and she can, she
1: continues to be incredibly supportive for us um, i'd say she's a sixth member but she is because you know, like, <laughs> we don't have a fifth right now <laughs> so she's a fifth member
0: so uh, what was what was the uh and you still. guys were able to, I mean, obviously since, do you, do you both, uh, still live with your, your parents? And when I say still, I don't mean that in a derogatory it's not,
1: way. That big house that
0: we were talking about earlier. Right, I know, the seven million dollar house. From the Central Media Advance. Of course. From when we signed. Uh, no, we still live on. Yeah, that makes sense. So what yeah. was the, uh, and so, because of that, you guys have been able to, you know, not have a quote-unquote real job in quite some time. So, what was the uh, what was the last real job that you guys had to hold down in between, you know, either in between records or before the band really started to, you know, generate income, so to speak?
1: I had a good one. I had a good one at uh, the. It was just called the telemarketing company. It's the longest I've ever worked anywhere. I was there for three months. Um, <laughs> three months. That's a long time. <laughs> It's a long time in telemarketing. Um no, and that was a weird one actually because the band was kind of doing stuff and whilst I was there, we had uh, a poster out in Kerrang one week. And um I had a kind of, I've been friends with a the guy there and he was, he was like in his fifties, but he, 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 used to be in a band and he, you know, they had been toured America and all this stuff. So we used to talk about that sort of stuff. It would be him since the future. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> It's fine, it's fine, it's fine. Um, and, uh, you know, I kind of, you know, I'd I gone to the shop at lunchtime and picked it up and kind of, you know, let, let on to, oh, yeah, we've got this poster, yeah. So no it's, no, it's no big deal, it's no big deal. Um, and then he told the boss, and then at the end of the day, the boss made an announcement to the whole room that uh, we've got we've got our own resident rock star in the house, Uh <laughs> How embarrassing. Yeah, yeah, just a little bit. Yeah. But quite a strange sort of juxtaposition of being a guy trying to sell companies' credit cards um, where people buy this magazine, probably see these people on the poster or whatever and think,
0: wow, they've, they've really made it or something. <laughs> that would be incredible if for all the rest of the calls that you did that day, would be like, have you heard of the music magazine Kerrang!, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's fucking me in the centerfold there. That. That's me. And then you were able to get some, uh, yeah, some poor saps to sign up for credit cards. So probably going to wreck that company. <laughs> um, and the obvious question that I'm sure has been asked of you uh, a few times. So I apologize, but, um, I just always find it so interesting when people, you know, when family members are able to exist like you guys have been essentially. You know, twenty-four hours a day, seven days a week. Not only in the band, but living together and kind of everything else. Um, what prevents you from killing one another? Come close <laughs> every now and again. Fine lines. Yeah. Uh, or, when, or actually, think... or here, here's also another uh, addendum to the question as well. Um, when was the last, like, true, either fist fight or yelling at each other? Like, what, what was the, uh, what was the last time that you can recall in regards to that? And then, how do you not kill each other after that? <laughs> About two days ago, yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, it wasn't. We've
1: never really got got fists involved, uh, but we, yeah, we get pretty angry with each other. But you know, it's just it's just part and parcel of being brothers, or even also twin brothers, and basically being joined at the hip. You know, with the same in the same band, in the same house, with the same friends. <laughs> since day one. So I think the thing that, that <clears throat> holds it together is that we agree on most things and we're both sort of working towards the same stuff at the same time that can also be a source of tension because, you know, we're both you know, we're both working for the band and want we want sort of success or whatever you wanna call cool success for the band. Um and sometimes that can, you know, be a serious thing and something that we both really strongly Feel about so when we disagree on it, that can be quite a um explosive, explosive <laughs> event. <clears throat> but I think that's why we, you know, why we can exist because we're both, you know, you get you get others, other brothers who go off in different directions and uh, you know, don't see eye to eye, but I mean, we're we are living the exact same life, trying striving
0: for the same thing, so sure, yeah. got it. No, that, that that does make sense, yeah. You see. You see people have either the reaction like you guys have where, you know, you're both in it together and living it or the opposite reaction of people being like, I have to distance myself from my siblings, you know, yeah. immediately because I need to, you know, be my own individual.
1: Yeah. But, you know, you see a lot of, a lot of bands with brothers do do really well. And I think maybe there is something in it and in in some respects, I mean, yeah. C- certainly in, Eng- in England, the, the biggest current example is Biffy Caro, I reckon. Yeah. Wow. Uh, Pantera. Pantera. Gojira. <laughs> yeah. Gojira. Fantastic. There are others. There are others. Oh, Go on. Bill Oddie, There are others. Go on. Name, name, oh. name, name another man with brothers. More. I
0: think, I think uh, God forbid has brothers. God forbid. Well, he uh, used to. No longer. Um. But regardless, anyways, that's a whole different topic. Bye, <laughs> <laughs> yes, I, I think all of these are are completely uh, true. Pink Floyd, Pink Floyd. <laughs> um, kind of, I, I wanted to hit on something that you guys uh, we were joking about earlier. Even though technically this whole interview is kind of a joke, um, the the fact that I mean, I've always noticed, especially like in the UK. Um, most of your, you know, music magazines and everything are, are so centered around, um, you bullshit. know, well, uh, bullshit or drama. Like, you know, it's kind of very, this got us in hot water recently, right? We've got, we're trying to go next this subject. <laughs> okay. That's why I mean, and I, I don't need to trot out any specific stories or anything. And this is merely just an observation that you can comment on, but, um, you know, like where here in the States, like we have, you know, tabloid magazines like, you know, Us Weekly where they talk about, you know, the A-list movie stars and, you know, 70% of the story is true and 30% is false. And so I feel that the U.K. kind of has a similar vibe in the way that they cover music where it's yeah. like they care about, um, you know, they care about live shows and new records that come out, but they also care more so about the dramatic events that happen kind of behind the scenes. Like – yeah. And you guys—you guys have mostly been able to navigate sort of away from that, just because you know you're not some um, you know crazy dramatic band. Um, yeah. but pro- What's that? That's, That's a problem, though, for us,
1: unfortunately. Well, in terms of press, I mean, who gives a shit about being in magazines for all that stuff? It's embarrassing. But, yeah, I mean, it's certainly the fact that we don't really case to that kind of stuff from that couple with us having a pretty boring image bar a, a singer with long blonde hair. <laughs> <laughs> right, which is not that is crazy. crazy. Yeah, we're not, like, particularly marketable or interesting bands in any other sense other than our music. So, unfortunately, that sort of makes us quite uh
0: difficult for or unattractive for some magazines to to cover us and has that has that been something that you guys um have intentionally done um i mean obviously you've not intentionally crafted your own personal lives to be like okay well we can't be crazy because we don't want these magazines to pick up on us but um you know, you kind of try to just basically f- have people focus on the music rather than, you know. Well, it's just, it's just, like just who the, we are. Yeah, exactly, it's just who we are. So it's like, it's hard to
1: focus on anything else because there is nothing else to focus on. Because <laughs> yeah. you know, we don't do anything crazy, and we're, we're such like regular, cynical, sarcastic English guys. That, I mean, we're, we're so regular in, in so many respects that we can't really, we, we can't even pretend even if we wanted to, we couldn't even pretend to be what you know some magazines want us to be. Um, I'd like to think, though, on the plus side, and you know, I can't speak for what our fans think or what other people think of our band, but I like to think that any sort of any fans that we do have are uh, you know identify with the fact that we are just people trying to make music that we like and that, is, and it really is that simple and there's no sort of, um, sort of added glamour or, you know, pretentious behavior, you know, I like, I, all that stuff's like really embarrassing to me
0: and really contrived. Right. Right. You know, that, and that's, that's kind of what I've been able to notice where, you know, you guys joke about obviously feeling old, um, and the fact that, you know, you do have, you do have a decent body of work, you know, but, because you have, you know, well, four full lengths if you don't count ruin. Um and so I think that, you know, because it's been a slower build for you guys and like you said, you haven't just immediately blown out in the scene and been like, We're here, fucking pay attention to us. Um, mm-hmm. people, you know, tend to follow you for longer periods of time. Like do you notice that where it's like kids have kind of grown up with you in a way? Oh yeah, definitely,
1: especially in the some cons that we've just have been coming to our shows for years and years and following us for a long time, but yeah, I mean that is cool. I mean, uh I just hope that we, that means we can. I mean, we'll find out, but I'm sure we will outlive this sort of the the current crop of like stuff that. It, I, you know, I can't help but feel like it's sort of these chances. I suppose you know the the people that it's amazing now, right? Is that we can be in a band now and we're kind of influenced from bands you know from whatever botch or 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 dillinger or Mm -hmm. uh, every time i die or and you know releases from like 2000 2001 or whatever 2002 stuff Mm -hmm. like that but there's bands now big bands whose like main influences are from records that were released three years ago that's how quickly it happens now yeah you know but it but it's all kind of Chewing itself up and becoming more and more of the same stuff. Everything gets rehashed so quickly. Well, we're rehashing old stuff. Well, and they don't know about that. That's the thing. To all the all the kids, they've not listened that's to that's, it. that's our secret. <laughs> no, but, I mean I'm kind of hoping that we can. Hopefully, people identify that we're not kind of the same as all that stuff, which is might be pretty popular right now, but anyway. Sure. We'll see. Well, no, it's, it's interesting because, you know, we share a lot of fans with a, a lot of these bands, but we feel very separate from them and, uh, we get, you know, you, I, I'm not, I'm, you know, I, I'm not trying to slag anyone up. I'm not going to name any names, but thing, thing, because, you know, we're actually friends with some bands that do this, I think, maybe. Um but things like, uh, like, uh, synchronized sort of you know, stage moves and stuff like that, like choreographed stage moves. Right. That, that's so, Absolutely insane to, to us as just like, to us as sort of as cynical, sarcastic English people, that can only be done in like a cynical, sarcastic, like comedy sense where you're taking the piss. Like, right,
0: right, You're like, this is, this is funny that we do this, but there are people that actually, yeah. produce, that's like part of their business plan.
1: That's like, it's what, standard. That, that's what, that's synchronized. When we, when we were growing up, synchronized dance moves was, uh, what was boy bands? Was, was Westlife? Take that. You know, I don't know whether, which of these bands are, uh, the boy bands are ever big in America, oh, take, any. take that Ed was... N-Sync, B- yeah, B- sync yes. It's, it's, all that kind of stuff. It's just, that's what, that's who, you know, that's who does synchronized dance moves. Not, that's like an, an influence f- on modern metalcore now. It is. And, and I've, and I've discussed this before with someone that, um, I don't understand when that, uh whole thing or like just that whole uh like boy band vibe of metal bands I don't know how that got into metal bands because I'm sure that doesn't really exist in like indie music or punk music or hardcore or ska right. I if that got into hardcore or like just like I don't know why it skipped Right, it like it's like a cellular sort of evolutionary mutation. I think, I think it probably in came... in metalcore. How did that happen? I think it probably came along with when every band had to release a video of them doing a cover of the most recent number one radio hit. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, it, it's it's very it's a very very strange thing, and I don't know how it happened. But and it's a real it's it's a shame from our perspective that that whole uh Trends or cultural musical cultures as ex- existed in in like amongst our peers now or what are considered our peers uh, because we can't fit in in that respect. But well, you know, like Tom says, maybe that will actually help us in the long run. uh it's just something that we will obviously never never do. I mean, you It's just. I mean, you, we we can't even do like a parody
0: of it because it's so embarrassing. <laughs> right. <laughs> And so, um, hitting kind of what you guys were saying where, um, you know, a lot of the, uh, the magazines choose not to cut, like choose not to cover you because you guys obviously, so, you know, there's, there's no stories there. Um, but you guys, you guys are opinionated where it's like, you know, like you're saying, you know, Sam, your singer, obviously he doesn't mince words and people ask him, you know, maybe they catch him at a time where he's drunk and he might say something about a band somewhere. That's um, the record and then it ends up in the magazine anyway. Right, exactly. So um is it one of those things where you guys are just like, well, whatever, people are gonna talk and people are gonna say these things and um you know, it is what it is and we'll just try to clear it up where we can and avoid it in other places? The
1: thing is I'd rather not go around taking out bands and, and, and talking shit about them or whatever. Because but it, it just seems it's, it's it's just so be, trivial, like we let's have not waste our time doing We have that. no animosity with any bands. At all, They're like, we don't. You know, we uh, we don't like some bands' music. Obviously, I mean, that's I think, an entirely different thing. But as people, uh, there's no bands we have any problem with or any struggle with. So you know, uh, we, you know, we've had little sort of silly to dos with some bands over things that have been said in magazines, but never anything serious or anything anyone cares about. You know, what I mean, you know. And the thing is as well, is if with things like Twitter now, you know, you can just say something fairly flippantly and then it, and it you know, look, look what Dan Architect said about you sort of thing, you know, and then they know, and you can take a photo of a magazine and then the magazine gets... Yeah, or you know, you can comment on how a band's dressed, like Sam, and then, yeah. You know, and that, that, that's just silliness really. You know, we don't... We like you said before. We're incredibly personable people. Very nice. Very humble. Uh,
0: and that, all of that. That's that's very debatable. That you're you're taking you're taking my words. But <laughs>
1: um, so we so you know we don't really we never have um, issues with other bands. Uh, I'm trying to think. Have we had like on tour anything ever?
0: Well, it's funny because people may have a certain perception of you guys. Um, You know, it's like the way that, like you said, you're lumped in with a lot of bands that you might not share common bonds with. Um, But then, you know, a band like, okay, using a random example, using a band like, you know, you guys just got off the road with Touche Amore. Um, You know, and you guys wouldn't immediately always play the same sort of shows because you're kind of, you know, two completely different bands that play in different scenes. Um, (laughs) and, And so... The, sorry there's my my kiddo making some noise in the background um the yeah the guys in tushi Amore could look at promo photos of you and be like oh those guys look like every other uk band or whatever besides the fact that you don't have maybe ridiculous hair or whatever the case may be and we you know what we totally thought they would <laughs> right right and so but then they tour with you and they realize it's like oh these dudes are just you know they're totally normal average guys and so um I'm sure there's a lot of battling that perception from people from the outside.
1: Yeah, definitely. Before we talked to Jim we definitely felt that we were sort of like the real uncool yeah. uh, metalcore, core sort of fashion core <laughs> metal, metal band. <laughs> Dr- great, that. great, great use of fashion core by the way. <laughs> <laughs> I've not heard that since about 2002. We, we love that band and I yeah. kind of went onto it being like, oh, they're Because they were on Deathwish like, Wish like, as well and like, you know, they're just like, not
0: uh, We're
1: not on them anymore. Uh, we, you know, we, and they were pretty, uh, you know, they were, they were a great band and, we, and like Tom says, we were all fans so we were, sort of concerned that maybe they would just sort of turn their, <laughs> turn their noses off at us Right. right. Um, it didn't yeah. at all so yeah. Yeah. I had my own preconceptions as well I thought they were probably going to be too cool for school and they weren't at all they were lovely guys
0: yeah no it, it's funny how you just bring those uh pieces of baggage into certain tours and then all of a sudden you realise that it's like oh I mean of course there are some bands where they do live up to their expectations of like oh yeah I heard those guys who kind of you know just hang out in their bus and that's kind of it but it's cool how you're able to break down those preconceived notions and be like, Oh yeah, like you're just as average as I am or whatever.
1: Yeah, exactly. So, but yeah, but you're right. We do, we do sort of feel like we're tarred with that brush to some
0: extent. Sure. Sure. It's exactly. Difficult
1: to see it on the inside as well, because from the outside, we may, uh, I'm, maybe we are like an embarrassing load of shit. <laughs>
0: <And> <laughs> yeah. Just a thought. I'm just thinking out loud. <laughs> Sure. Um, And sort of, um, you know, kind of to, to wrap things up in a way, um, you know, you guys have always had a very, you know, ambitious, uh, idea of like, all right, you know, like we're doing well in the UK, but we, we would like to, you know, do well in other places like Australia, Canada, USA, and you know, all all those other places that you guys have been able to kind of tour. Um, is it just so mind-blowing when you go to different territories and even touring Europe where you're just like, how the fuck is this so goddamn different? We drive four hours and people could give a shit about us and we drive eight hours and people love us. Like, is it just kind of mind-numbing how that happens?
1: Yeah, I think, I think, uh, you, you get numb to it sometimes, but when we went to South America in May, April, May, that was sort of the most Refreshing feeling for that. I think for me at least, because we weren't expecting anything, and that was really mind blowing because we had never been there, and um, people were just so appreciative and happy that we were there. And, uh, that that because that obviously as well feels like a very different cult different culture to, to England obviously <laughs>
0: you <They're laughs> like in, in like wow pe- people actually like going to shows and they want to go to shows as opposed to just like going because it's something to do on a Saturday night
1: yeah exactly it's, it's an event and it's a big deal and you can almost sort of you know that's how it was for when we were when we were young as well and um when, when you do get those moments of sort of a uh, clarity of what we, what we get to do and or what we've achieved or what not, it's actually, uh, it, it is obviously a great feeling. Unfortunately, those moments of clarity are few and <laughs> It is, it is a bit disappointing sometimes when you show up somewhere and you think, yeah, maybe this show's going to be alright and then, and then kind of no one gives a fuck or whatever. And, and that does seem to happen all the time. But, um, <clears throat> at the same time, Kind of, I don't want to think like the grass is greener for some other bands or whatever, because I know there's a, a, pretty much every band I've met that is bigger than us. You know, you always think, God, if I was as big as, if we we're as big as that band, like I'd love it every day, but I don't think it really works like that. You know, I think everyone gets used to what their average show is or what a normal day is for them. And, you know, no one's overwhelmed every single day, so. Um, I'm not gonna say like anyone's got bet. I mean some other bands we know that play great shows every single day and they can really you know they want to go home a lot of the time yeah, yeah.
0: no that, that's true that I, it's a, I think that's a pers- that's a very important perspective that a lot of people aren't able to really wrap their heads around because you know at the end of the day bands are you we as humans are always, like, striving for more for ourselves, you know, whether it's, like, professionally, whether it's in a band, or whatever the fuck it is, you, you know, you're wanting to kind of push yourself in a way. And so, if, I mean, as, <laughs> using a hate breed record, it's like, yeah, satisfaction is the death of desire. And it's like, you know, if you do become content, then that's kind of when you, you know, you might not become as vital, or your art may suffer, or whatever, you know. Yeah, I mean, I do also want uh, you know, what. What it is
1: that, like, say, like, sometimes I kind of question what it is that drives us forward. Like, what, what this kind of, you know, because I don't want. I really always, you know, I don't think in terms of money. I don't think in terms of well, if we did better, then I'd have more money. Financial anxieties. (laughs) It's not like can we get more. It's not greed, is it? No, and, and it's more like can we afford to do this? And it's more, you know, oh, I just want to have as much fun as possible when we're playing the shows. I just want to play really cool shows. But then if they were really good every day, used to say that, you know, the really good ones wouldn't be special anymore because they would all be good? I don't know, like, maybe not, but I don't feel, you know, I do wonder what what is it that I want of being in a band? What is it that I'm kind of really actually looking for? I think the important thing is that um, we've done... S- four or some people say five albums and obviously been touring since uh 2006 or maybe 2005 and uh we all still enjoy doing what we do we all still enjoy touring we all still enjoy writing recordings So probably you know so as long as we can keep sustaining that that's yeah it was, i remember yeah. when i first came went on tour and i just couldn't believe how fun it was and and uh I still have those moments where I go on tour and I'm just like, "This is great. I just don't want to do anything else." You know, this is it's the funnest thing ever. And so, uh, the fact that we've managed to sustain that feeling because I know for some bands that, or some individuals in bands, that um, touring is really viewed as a chore. And and you always made out that there's going to, it will eventually become like that with you. But you know, we've been doing it for seven years, and it's. Still isn't it so that's at least a positive sign and it doesn't feel like it's our feelings on it are going to change anytime soon no.
0: yeah no that's that, that's a huge thing to have so and that obviously keeps you know like you said you don't you don't quite know your motivation but it's like because you only really start to question why you're doing something until once it starts to suck once you start to yeah. not receive some sort of gratification from it that's when you're like Oh, what do I have to change, or what do I have to do differently because I'm not receiving as much enjoyment as I would like out of this, or whatever? So, uh, but um, yeah, gentlemen, you have been well. First of all, you've been the first international guest for the show, so that's also a huge uh, trophy that will be sent your direction. So um, oh, I know. Yes, and so I do appreciate you guys wanting to uh, hang out and uh, have fun on this, and I hope it was enjoyable in some way, shape, or form for you. Absolutely, Absolutely. I'll say this is an exclusive, most revealing interview yet. Uh, you know, and, uh, well obviously
1: we talked about, your mom playing now, so that's still so terrible. Very-